took her, or I took her to the dog park this morning with Drew Craft of episode three fame. Um, (laughs) And Momo and Drew's dog, Maggie, are um, like lesbian best friends who aren't into each other. I'm obsessed with it. They see each other at the dog park today. They went sprinting to each other. They aren't or are into each other. They are best friends, but they're not sleeping together. But they're both lesbians. This is the (laughs) headcanon. Got it, got it, So got Momo it. saw Maggie from across the dog park this morning, and they galloped towards each other. And when they got face-to-face, it was just like tongue-to-tongue licking each other. It was like too much. I was like, whoa. And then Wally trots up slowly behind, and Maggie goes, Wally's here too? And then she goes and says hi to Wally. They're all best friends, and it's great. But um, That's cute. Momo gets, if there's a dog at the dog park that doesn't want to play with Momo, she's like, you, you're going to be my friend. And she will attempt to bully the other dog into chasing her. <laughs> and then if I try to pull her away, turn your, guys, this is a podcast. This is a professional Turn show. your phone Turn off. your goddamn phones off. Um, she will like fixate on a dog that doesn't want to play with her. And then it's a problem and I have to separate her. This is enough dog park talk, but basically Momo's right there and she's passed out. They have to be friends. There was, I saw a TikTok where it was just the one of the like captions in it that made me laugh was uh yeah i think you were right bullying was the best course of action in this scenario and i thought that was very silly <laughs> she's a bully. bully people into what you want i mean she's she a bully dog she's quite and a bully. literally an american bully a pocket american bully yeah. but no she'll she'll put her nose right on other dogs and then just like body check up like like try and then she's like chase me and they're like stop pushing me it's hilarious I love her. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No matter when you're listening, welcome to The Poptimist, a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism. We're your brother-sister duo here crushing the podcast scene. I'm Billy. Hey, who's that? Dagny. Hi, Dagny. Happy Saturday. I mean, Wednesday. We record these live. This is when they come out. They come out on Wednesdays. Obviously. We will be recording them live soon. We could plug that really quick. Yeah. (laughs) We've partnered with a website called Bright Live that does uh, 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 basically Zoom class live event conferences. I made that very confusing. Basically, we can do Poptimist Live and uh, sell tickets, and then our audience can join us for a live show, but also contribute and be a part of the show as it happens, all all on the Bright platform, which is very cool. Um, what's, check out our Instagram. Wee. Yeah, check out our Instagram, but also it's very cool because like other people on this website are like Jennifer Lopez. Um, Laura Dern is hosting a talk show. Uh, put me on, Laura. I love you. Um, Amy Schumer's doing like a comedy class. It's very cool that we're also a part of this, and um, uh, I'm excited. Billy, most importantly, the Property Brothers. <laughs> the gosh darn Property Brothers uh, are here to answer questions about whether or not they've ever kissed before. Um, yeah, maybe that's what the people want to know. Maybe they have. Dagny, do you want to talk about some pop culture nonsense here on the show? Yeah, uh, that's what we're here to do. So I've decided to bring in today uh, just a very, very huge show that most of our audience probably has seen, but that you haven't. I'm just kidding. You have seen The Sopranos. I haven't. That's the plot twist there. No, I just want to yeah. briefly talk about The Falcon and the Winter Soldier because we finished it this week. We put it off. Oh. Uh. Um, yes. And we put it off don't, because... Don't spoil anything I'm too not. big. It's okay if you talk about whatever. No, no I'm not going to... there's I mean, like a big thing at the end... No, go. No, no, no. Go, it's just... Well, so we, we, we put off so long because we watched the first two episodes the week they came out. It was like episode one and we watched it. And then episode two and we watched it. And it wasn't crazy compelling. And I'm not sure if it was it just... WandaVision? It, well, WandaVision was just interesting television from the beginning. And I said it before. The problem yeah. with Falcon and the Winter Soldier is for me when it comes to Marvel, I want to go to space... Or I want to talk about magic. And the third genre they have is boys with guns. And I was like, have fun. Like, whatever. Um, <laughs> that's cute. But uh, uh, so for whatever reason, both of us, me and the boyfriend, were like not super like jazzed to like be on top of it every week. So we put it off and then ended up marathoning the last three episodes back to back because they were so good. So whatever, nice. if you like watch the first episode and you're like, that was okay. Yeah, it was. And episode two is also just going to be okay. Um, but then episode four, five, and six, they really did a great job. Um, and what I really didn't expect was for them to uh, address the iconography of Captain America and kind of criticize that symbol on if it's good or not. And then also yeah. talk about race relations in America and in the military and what it would mean mm-hmm. if there was a black Captain America. Um, oh, and they cool. actually address it head on in a really, really compelling way. Um, and nice. I'm very excited for the, 
future of the Captain America franchise. That was my dryer going off. I'm so not prepared for this. Really? Did you hear that? Was it loud enough? Yeah, it was really loud. Do you want to know? Do you want to know why the dryer went off? Because we woke up this morning to the smell of dog poop. Because this is just not what everyone needs. Because Momo had diarrhea in the bedroom, and I used and I had oh to wash God. everything I used to clean it up. Um, she did try to. It wasn't her fault. She did try to wake me up and tell me, and I said, "Oh, I think Momo has to go to the bathroom." And then I fell back asleep. And thirty minutes later, I woke up. So those are all the towels I used to clean up dog diarrhea buzzing. Wow, wow. that took a turn. But yeah, the yeah, listeners um, are here for <clears throat> um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is uh, great, and I'm happy Marvel is keeping the dream alive. Um, nice. And I uh, uh, and also maybe uh, Bucky and Sam could kiss just one time um, because Bucky's old boyfriend mm-hmm. Steve is no longer in the MCU, so he needs a new boyfriend. Um, and then I told you, Dagny, I said I wanted to talk about a show that I didn't watch. <laughs> so the boyfriend yes. started a new show that I watched over his shoulder. I watched probably four of the eight episodes. And I swear they're not paying me, but this is a Peacock original. <laughs> I know. it's You have to have Peacock to watch it. Peacock's not paying me to plug their platform. But oh, yesterday, he watched the whole season one, all eight episodes, only 30 minutes, but all eight episodes of Girls 5 Eva. Have you heard about Girls 5 Eva, Dagny? No, not at all. So it is a Peacock original. As I said, I swear they're not paying me. We care. (laughs) (laughs) And it is uh, produced by Tina Fey. And the main cast are Sarah Bareilles, Busy Phillips, Paula Pell. Yes, Paula Pell. And Renee Elizabeth, what's her last name? Goldsberry, um, also known as yeah, Angelica. Yes. And yes. so the basic plot of Girls 5 Eva was these five <laughs> women were, were in a semi-popular girl group in 1999 and 2000. That's when they were big. Um, and Girls yeah. 5 Eva, because 4 Eva is not long enough. And that's their main hit. No. Um, and then, like, and we're going to be together three, we're going to be three together forever, because two together is not enough. It's, like, all terrible. Um and it sounds great. Uh, so they were in a girl group, but their 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 second album, which was going to make them a big hit, came out on um, September tenth, two thousand and one, and they had a song oh, about yes. destruction. Like they basically had a song that didn't didn't play well, so the whole group fell apart. So oh, now it's modern times, and they're all trying to maybe bring the band back because all these other bands are having like a resurgence. The fifth member, who's mm-hmm. played by Ashley Park, um, partied too hard in twenty fourteen and died but they keep having excuses to bring the actress back on the show anyway. Um, but Sarah Bareilles <laughs> writes all the music. Um, oh, the cast is I phenomenal. Like it. And it's got that like 30 rock feeling of just jokes on jokes on jokes on jokes. Um, and so basically I'm so, going to start it over from the beginning and watch it. Cause <laughs> everything I saw was hysterical. So of both of these things, what I need for you to do is tell your boyfriend to send me both the login for your Disney Plus and your Peacock login so I can watch these. You don't have Disney Plus? I don't have either of those. No. But I didn't think you were poor. You have AirPods. My boyfriend's parents, okay, my boyfriend's parents had it just to watch Hamilton Live. Not Hamilton Live. What am I saying? Hamilton for real. Yeah. And then they stopped paying for it. And so now I don't have it anymore. (laughs) But- Speak. Your boyfriend does, I'll, and I will text him. I'll, yeah, just it. text him about it. And and honestly, I have to tell you about this article we found too, which was about Girls Five Eva. And this article opened by saying Sarah Bareilles was nominated for four Tony Awards for her Broadway musical Waitress. She lost in every category to Hamilton, which stars Renee Elise Goldsberry, who's also in Girls <laughs> Five Eva. And I was like, you're just gonna start oh. talking about how. <laughs> Hamilton beat Waitress of the Tonys to plug these two actresses in the show. But it's great because they're all singers. But also, uh, as I mentioned, one of the four is Paula Pell. I mean, Busy Phillips is a comedic genius. Busy Phillips is so funny. But comedian Paula Pell, who is a writer who almost never acts in anything, is finally, she wrote for 30 Rock for years. She's like an actress in this. And she's gay and she Mm -hmm. always plays lesbian characters. And she's so funny. I love you, Paula Pell. Come be on Poptimist. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> that was two things. I know I ranted for a bit, but hey, watch Girls 5 Eva okay. on Peacock because I wanted to get a second season. It's very funny. I'll watch it. It sounds fun. It, I mean, it sounds like the weakest part of the show is the title, honestly. It, that's um, part of the stupid because every every episode <laughs> opens with them in their early, late 90s music video. <laughs> we are, whatever it is, Girls 5 Eva because forever's not long enough. Whatever it is. Those are the wrong lyrics. I butchered the song. It's a bad song anyway. It's hilarious. 
That's great. No, it sounds like something's right up my alley. I'm worried my thing is going to uh, become a long conversation, but we don't. We can talk later about it, <laughs> mostly because uh, I watched a movie last night that I had never seen before, but the main drive that I want to talk about behind mm-hmm. it is the director, who I like a lot. Okay. I watched Hunt for the Wilder People or Hunt for the Wilder People. People, yes, which is a movie that um, um, has been recommended to me for years that I've never seen. I was telling John that I wanted to watch something kind of silly, uh, but also like good. And he knows movies. He went to school for movies is what I say. Yes. He has a degree in movies. Um, and yeah, we threw that on. It's less than two hours. And well, it's, it ha- I, I cried at one, two parts. It's Taika it and Sam like, Neill. Kinda, How can you go wrong? Yeah. Yeah, Samuel, good old Jurassic Park, and then uh, Julian Dennison, who was in Deadpool. He's a little. Oh, New that Zealand is kid. who that is. He's so funny, and yeah, he plays Ricky Baker in this movie, and he's just—he's a delight. He's, and I can't like uh, Rachel House, who I think you're looking up right now. Yes. She was in, um, oh, what was it? Was it Guardians? Moana, Thor Ragnarok. Oh my God, she's the guard. Thor Ragnarok. In she's the yes, one with the yes. stick. I know exactly who she is. Yes, yes, and she's incredible. She's so funny in the whole movie. Um, her she... whole, it just it becomes a manhunt trying to find these people. I don't want to spoil it for you. It's not even like a big like spoiling it. You'd still have a good time, but yeah, you gotta watch it, Billy. You gotta. It's just so silly and so, but heartfelt and fun. I mean, Taika's um, a phenomenal. But in director. general, I just wanted to talk. Taika is what I wanted to talk about because I have grown to love him more and more and more. Especially now, last year I finally watched What We Do in the Shadows, and then watched all of the TV series, and I exceptional. Love the TV series. Both of them, so good. And then Thor Ragnarok, also great. I need to watch even. John was telling me about some other stuff that he's done mm-hmm. as well, like his first movie that before. Uh, everything else that he before what we do in the shadows yeah. <laughs> he said that one's also great that I'll watch I can't remember the name of it right now anyway I love this man I saw him walking outside of a out of bourgeois pig one day and I was like oh I am Taika <laughs> um, really so I've been to bourgeois pig so we've had coffee at the same place yeah probably I mean yes wow. if you've been Me to and the Taika. one on Franklin it's that that's the, the one it's the, my fa- a kind of my favorite name for a pretentious LA coffee shop of all time is the bourgeois pig um yeah. and there's they, one it's, in chicago too from what i understand but it's, it, they have good coffee good it's coffee expensive. and it's it's set it's up good. like a nightclub even at like 11 a.m you walk in there yeah. for coffee and like the windows are blacked out and they have like neon lighting everywhere it's very strange i love it's it it's great directly no, it's across awesome. from the it. scientology celebrity center poptimist brought to you by scientology uh join us today come get okay. an e-reading <laughs> Uh, I think, honestly, this is a good place to introduce our guest. <laughs> I do, too. I'm very excited to introduce our guest. Um, uh, one of my nearest and dearest and oldest friends is coming on Poptimist to talk about the good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, it's Anthony Boyagian. All the way from the East Coast, baby. Hello. Did you just unmute and there's like horns honking in the background? Yeah, it's New York. I don't know what you expected. It's, it's this is my life. I day in day out. Uh, I didn't even notice. That's unfortunate. That's really funny. <laughs> I mean, I live I live up two miles from downtown LA, so I get the LAPD helicopters buzzing the apartment, which is all fun. Mm-hmm. You know, that's solid. Good. <laughs> How are all of you? How are you? I haven't Good. talked to you in like what ten years it's been. I mean, At you least. never call. You never write. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your letters to Anthony have really yeah. dwindled a bit. Yeah, that's true. I write every day. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> didn't see you on my last trip in 2019 before the pandemic shut everything down. <laughs> definitely didn't fly to Colorado for your wedding. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. But it was great. It was a good time. It was really, honestly, everyone, um, base your weddings off of Anthony's weddings. Uh, weddings. Anthony's wedding, it was, uh, actually, that was the year. I went to two weddings that year. And those two weddings are now, like, the gold standard for me. Like, if your wedding isn't set up like either Madeline's, hi, Madeline, or Anthony's, that's what you got to do. That's a good I wedding. thought you were going to give a shout out to um, Nina's brother. Because they had the art studio, uh, the that was that was great, but that was also like that was like um, that was like a rich people wedding, and I really appreciated it, and I loved it. That was it was wild. Yeah, it was like hi, Uh, welcome. Everything's catered. Rent out an art gallery with an open bar. Yeah, thank you. I'm here. I got (laughs) there were like three open bars. Three open. It was uh, where were we? Wild. 
where were we? Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi, Texas. Yes. In January, and it got to 38 degrees one night, and no one knew what to do because it was Corpus Christi. It was like the coldest it had been in like 45 <laughs> years. People freaked out. It was great. Wow. Mm-hmm. Anthony, thanks for coming in all the way from New York. Thanks for doing the show. Mm-hmm. And- it, was a, it was a long flight. So. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. <laughs> you did, um, uh, uh, you were, fr- uh, one thing you mentioned before we started recording was that you haven't listened to Taylor Swain's episode. And I just wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart. That. Oh, good. Don't yeah. give him the satisfaction of listening mm-hmm. to it. Because he will yeah. be listening I mean, to this episode, I assume. Uh, I see. I mean, I'm a little offended that he got to go first, but I, I understand, I suppose, you know. It's, it's <laughs> fun, you know? I felt bad. He started every time there was someone on the show that he knew, he was like, oh, mm-hmm. you had them on? And I was like, all you have to do is ask. <laughs> about to be fair, I'm putting yeah. this out here. I sent him an email to schedule him for Poptimist, and he did not respond for months until you texted him you're like hey you want to do this or not so he can't, he can't be mad he that cannot be correct. upset he was invited mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all accurate <laughs> uh well anthony you i didn't even make a big deal out of this you're our special guest on episode 25 how cool is that oh very Ooh, nice thank you Which, because we had a bonus yeah. episode dagny i think officially makes this six months we'll do this next episode too but six months of optimist we haven't missed a week go us and I know. Most and so I think Dagny and I are both something. curious. <laughs> What's your uh, your pop culture nonsense you'd like to talk with us today? Uh, you know, I'm worried it's not, uh, I'm worried you guys are just going to be like so bored by it. But uh, tabletop RPGs, have you guys uh, ever heard of that concept? Yes. And I'm no. so glad well, you Well, yes, did this. yes. But this, okay, I'm so glad. Alrighty. Well, yes. good. Uh, I, I don't know if your fan base will care for this, but I, I'm a huge fan of tabletop role playing games. Um, if you uh, don't have a basic understanding of that, um, I'm going to offend a lot of people by saying this, but Dungeons and Dragons is a very is very much a cornerstone of tabletop uh, mm-hmm. uh, role playing games. But mm-hmm. um, uh, particularly, what I've been a big fan of lately is there's a huge indie scene for uh, tabletop RPGs. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Um, there are games that span every sort of theme you could imagine. Uh, my wife uh, recently played a game with her family called Pig at a Wedding. Uh, you play characters who are trying to ruin a wedding by releasing a pig at it. And that is the entire theme of the game. Uh, but yeah, I, I play a lot of tabletop role-playing games and I uh, love them thoroughly. It's an opportunity to explore uh, your imagination as well as just really uh, explore just any sort of themes and genres that you want without limitations. So uh, what so about y'all? What's your experience in tabletop role-playing games? Oh, you go. I'm first. Okay, I. <laughs> you go. I have to look up the name of the game that I'm thinking of. Really. Well, um, I. Well, like, I guess too. This will be cool. I can actually shell. It's okay. I can share an important life story that Anthony was there for. Um, the first time I ever played Dungeons and Dragons was on a field trip with the theater department in high school with you and Nathan. Yes. And you and all we did was stay up till 2 a.m. making characters and then we fell asleep. We never ended up playing Dungeons and Dragons. But that was a very important trip for me in pop culture because not only was it the first time I ever had anything to do with Dungeons and Dragons, we were also flipping channels on the um, hotel TV. And that is how I saw my first ever episode of Doctor Who was on that same trip. I do remember this mm-hmm. trip. Yeah. And we I watched one episode in the in the hotel room. I went back home and I was like, Mom, Dad, Dagny, I saw this show. It's this British sci-fi show. We have to find more episodes. <laughs> and the rest is and history. Then we all became obsessed. <laughs> um okay, so two the two games came to mind that I've played recently um that are not necessarily they they feel like inspired by Dungeons and Dragons, but kind of dumbed down mm-hmm. where it's very simplified. Um, actually, I guess three games, but one is horrified, which is just um, do you play as different universal monsters? Um, so the three, not three, I played with people, but the players, we all work together as like a scientist. Uh, there's a nurse, there's some like an opera singer, a bunch of different characters that you pick. Um, and then you're all working to kill the horror, whatever universal monster, be it Frankenstein, yada, yada, a werewolf. Cool. Um the one from the sea. What is that? <laughs> the creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, thank you. Yes. yes, uh, yes. Uh, uh, what's um, his name from Star Trek Discovery? So um, yes. What's that uh, movie? Yes. That movie where she fucks the fish. You know his name. Oh the my Shape God. of Water. 
Shape of Water. Uh, 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 anyway, <laughs> yeah. So this game, it's really fun. And so nobody plays as the monster, but you're all just, the monster gets a turn every round. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but it is a good game, and I do recommend it. Also, Betrayal of House on a Hill, which is mm-hmm. um, really fun. Nina introduced I love that, that Anthony's going, mm-hmm, with all these, because he 100% knows what they are, which is hilarious. <laughs> he knows all of them. Yes. So Betrayal at House on the Hill, it seems like Anthony might be able to explain it better than me, but you're basically building a house by going into different rooms. Um, and one person, once the haunting is revealed, becomes the the monster is like flipped or you it just based on whatever room you end up in when that happens when the haunt ends or begins that person like leaves the room gets a little packet memorizes their character comes back and then they play as that monster you don't tell anybody what you're trying to do what your objective is and then they are trying to stop you and figure out what basically you're trying to do and then one of you either they escape or either they defeat you or you win anyway also great and then the last one is this tiny little card game that the again the title is the weakest part of this it's called here to slay which sounds like a really corny little game the card the animation um of the actual cards is adorable it's all these little characters they're really really cute um but it is it's very much kind of a dumbed down Dungeons and Dragons and you're just playing it's like a card game and yeah it, that one's also great I don't really that one's even harder to explain because even in person you have to play it a couple times for it to really make sense um, mm-hmm. but yeah those are the three that came to mind immediately Billy do you have any um I mean I've played Dungeons and Dragons but when it comes to like full RPGs uh tabletop RPGs probably not I did one time play the phenomenal Game of Thrones board game but that was more like risk than it was like role playing um yeah. but it was like it was one of those games where we like took a picture of the board and then came back the next week and reset the board cuz it was so huge <laughs> that for like 3 weeks That one is particularly a long game yes. actually yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah obviously I love board games as well and Dagny brings up an excellent point of how there's been uh, there's been an amazing resurgence in games actually and uh, so many are drawing um, uh, a lot of their focus from tabletop role-playing games allowing you to sort of uh, create stories within the game and just being a little more expansive than just playing a uh, simple dice rolling like monopoly like game it's it's been uh kind of great uh, honestly uh if you've ever been on the website itch.io um that is a website that you can find every sort of micro ttrpg and uh indie ttrpg under the sun um uh, my my wife has a huge collection. She she's the one who picks up all of the the games. We actually just got one that she's dying to try. It's called Thirsty Sword Lesbians. <laughs> the, the base premise uh, and uh, uh, Thirsty Sword Le- Lesbians, just like Peacock, is not sponsoring me, but I will talk about it a little bit. Um, basic premise is that you are um, all characters uh, who are either in some capacity rivals or enemies or maybe even friends, uh, but you are generally thirsty and uh, most likely lesbians uh, and you have swords and it revolves around the concept of like having these moments where you're fighting it out, but then there's that tension of love. It's the, the image on the uh, cover of the book is very evocative of the game. It's two uh, women staring at each other with swords crossed and like, you know, smiles on their face. It's very much that uh, feeling in a game. So thirsty sword lesbians is a phenomenal title. Just, it just across the board. Mm-hmm. I know there's more. <laughs> I mean, I've played basic, basic, basic. I've played Werewolf. Um, yeah. Uh, which is classic. Very good game. Yeah. Very good game. Which is uh, a similar concept to Secret Hitler and... Um, uh, uh, mafia. Mafia and also quarantine. Um, uh, what am I trying to think? I'm trying to... When, when something's like a phenomenon. Quarantine phenomenon among us. Um, oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. Among Us is the video game version of those games. Um, which I, I definitely yeah. spent a couple weeks in lockdown playing Among Us on my phone and typing, oh, no. typing, <laughs> typing lies to strangers on the internet. Oh man, I can't imagine playing lying games with y'all. Oh man, I'm I'm rather ruthless when it comes to werewolf. People don't enjoy playing that game with me, but I, I feel like you all would just trounce me. It would be such a good time. Yeah, mm. it'd be really fun. You have to, it's have you all uh, played? Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, have have you all played a tabletop simulator at all? This is a it's available on Steam. It allows you to play these tabletop games online. No, actually. fucking, so that's we'll cool as to, hell. 
Yeah, take a look. It allow you. We can play board games. I played a, a variety of board games on there. So I, I really should get to the to the gist of it. Look, uh, I love tabletop role playing games, and we could talk about all types of tabletop role playing games. But one of the biggest things I don't want to come on your show and like co opt anything. But uh, do how. How would you guys feel about playing like a five, maybe 15 minute game? Yes. Would you want to play a game yeah. real quick? A hundred percent on board. This All is right. phenomenal. Uh, I let's see if we can do this. I'm, I'm making this up pretty much right now. Uh, I came up with a concept about uh, early this morning. I asked Sarah if it was a good idea. She thought it was all right. Um, <laughs> this is, I want to I, I wanna sort of run through this because basically, you know, Dungeons and Dragons exists. It's a big system about it. You roll dice, there's stats, there's a lot of things, and there's a lot of pickup that really scares away a lot of people from playing these kinds of games mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Uh, you worry that it's a lot of math and you got to think in certain tactical ways. And then there's these other games where it's a lot of reading and you might not feel like you're getting the improv right. Uh, so I'm going to make something up and we're going to see if it works and it's going to be a game because I think that's my favorite part about tabletop role-playing games is that you can just play uh, out of just making shit up and it's collaborative uh, storytelling. Can I curse on this podcast? I, yes. I, I I've, I've, said, right. I've, I've sworn right. that I did not need to three times already this episode, so it's good. Perfect. Alrighty. Um, so uh, you don't really need pen and paper, but just think about these things if you want. If you have a dice nearby, that'd be great. Uh, six-sided, preferably. You can steal it out of a board game. If you don't, that's fine. We'll use a coin. Uh, something to randomize whatever's going to happen here. Uh, you can flip a coin. You can flip over a coaster. Okay. You okay. can uh, throw a dart at a wall. I, it doesn't really matter. We'll make it up. I just googled dice simulator. Perfect. That should give you something to roll. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, while uh, you're looking for something, and again, it doesn't matter, we'll just make it's going to be something about randomizing. Uh, I want you to think, put yourselves in the shoes of, um, of two snakes. You two are going to be snakes. And if you're wondering where this is going, you are actually two snakes from the titular movie Snakes on a Plane <laughs> is what you are going to be. Uh, so I want you to think about your snakes and I want you to come up with a name for your snake, uh, whatever that snake is going to be. Uh, you know, right now I'll set the scene a little bit. Uh, it's dark. You're cramped in a space. There's loud whirring and whooshing noises. It's unfamiliar to you, not where snakes belong. You have no idea why you're here, but you're pretty damn angry. That's for sure. Uh, But you also want to do whatever it is that in life you have set out to do in the first place. So think about names for your snakes. Um, uh, Get that in your head. Either write it down or get it in your head. Think about the type of snake you are. Are you a common garden snake? Are you a boa constrictor, rattlesnake? Uh, you know, did, are you some new snake that the world's never heard of, just waiting to be seen? I'm a uh, snake. Give me, give me... <laughs> I'm a snake. Uh, Sorry, I had to at least uh, once. Uh, no, no, that's perfect. I want you to. I want you to also think about one unique personality trait. What What is it about you that makes you different from other snakes? Uh, and as you are partners in this, I want you to think about one thing that makes your partner snake, snake so Billy for Dagny, Dagny for Billy, uh, makes them unique to you. Alrighty. So those are your those are your four main things. I want you to think about when you're ready. Let me know. So wait. What was, so I've got name, type of snake, things that name, make the snake type of snake unique. Something that something's unique about your personality, okay. your appearance, anything that you, that okay. really just draws out to you. And then the one thing about your partner snake, uh, which is Dagny, uh, something about them that you think is wacky or unique. And that can come up as we talk about our snakes if you don't have one right off the top cool. of your head. So uh, we'll, we'll start with names. Billy, what is the name of your snake? Uh, his, his name is Jeremiah Hissington III. Jeremiah Hissington the third. Jeremiah. Alrighty. Uh, I thought Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Uh, Dagny, what is the name of your snake? Uh, Annabella is all. Sorry, what was that? Annabella. Annabella. Yes. Annabella. Beautiful. I played D and D once. Hey. Somewhere. Oh. That is uh, a dangerous habit for me. I have too many of those. It's yeah. my favorite color, too. Yeah. Orange dice for Dagny. Anthony, your favorite color is orange? Yeah, my favorite color is orange. Yeah, That's I have funny. a lot of orange dice. <laughs> right. uh, um, sorry, I threw off the game. I got excited about orange because nobody ever agrees with orange is the best color. Oh, it is an absolutely wonderful color. Um, so, Annabella. Annabella, beautiful. All righty. And then, uh, Billy, what type of snake are you? Black Mamba. I should have been motherfucking Black, Black Mamba. Mamba. 
<laughs> Black Mamba. Which is which is Alrighty. Uma Thurman's code name in Kill Bill. <laughs> Very good movie. I remember watching that at your home. That was the first time I'd seen. I was movie. really obsessed with Kill Bill in high school. <laughs> you you were. I remember this. <laughs> I remember just not understanding enough of the film. I was like, it's a good action film, but I feel like there's something deeper I don't understand. And, uh, but that was a lot of the movies you had had us watch in high school. I was. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Dagny, what kind of snake are you? Uh, are we just describing not not the unique trait yet, right? Just not the unique trait. Like, are you uh, just a type of snake in general? Just a red rattlesnake. Red rattlesnake. All righty. All righty, Billy, what is your unique trait? So Jeremiah Hissington III is a, uh, a high-class society social climber. He's like, Ooh, he's desperate to fit in. Man. He's definitely like on The Real Housewives of New York because he thinks he's hot shit, <laughs> but in real New York high society, everyone looks down on him. It's like that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So were you on a particular episode? Like, were you just in the scene of the show? Or like, are, we, are you a featured character on The Real just, Housewives? Just a, just a scene. Just a scene. In, uh, just a in, scene. They, they were filming B-roll footage and you were just yes. a snake in the grass. He was in, in, in Sonia Morgan's backyard trying to eat one of her koi mm. fish that are um, very diverse. She's got, she's got koi fish. She's got black koi fish. She's got white koi fish. Look at how diverse mm. her pond is. That is a yeah. reference to a particular I, episode. <laughs> I remember that scene. It was it was very good, very uh, very good acting. You were you really made it look like you were going to take that koi fish right out of the water. <laughs> Thank you. Was, uh, Thank you, uh, Dagny. How about you? What is your wacky trait or uh, fun fact or uniqueness? I had just a small wacky trait, but Billy started uh, going off a little bit on a storyline behind it, so I guess I have <laughs> that too. My little wacky trait was uh, the there's not it's not a rattle, it's a bell, so it's the sound of a bell. Mm-hmm. When, um, scary Annabella there you go um, <laughs> but I, imag- I imagine that she is like a, a southern bell snake um but kind of uh like would be a contestant on the bachelor Ooh. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the kind of personality that Annabella has mm-hmm. uh, where she's really just trying to please everybody and thinks she's the most important person in the room um, and should be picked on national television. So she's just very full of herself. Uh, kind of imagine the the blonde best friend in Princess and the Frog, that kind of energy. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so this is, this is, uh, so both of your characters are rather interested in, uh, being caught on camera and, uh, having a, having their moment in the spotlight. Um, Freud is having a field Dag- day. <laughs> uh, delightful. Uh, Dagny, is there a specific episode of The Bachelor that you've seen where there's maybe someone that, uh, Annabella loves or has like, uh, knows of is there another snake is there a or is there a human that maybe annabella wishes and longs to be with wishes and longs to be with mm-hmm. um in the most recent season of the bachelor there was this character not character or human named mj i've only watched one season mm-hmm. and she had large blonde curly hair um mm-hmm. and she pretended to be the nicest person and she was like standing up for everybody else but she was actually a huge um, love it but I think I would want to be friends with her um, try and become allies because uh, yeah I'm thinking strategy wise like if she like Annabelle is the kind of person that wants to create an ally to uh, I don't know I like um, down okay All <laughs> I right. guess Annabelle is not that nice of a person now that I'm describing her <laughs> nice of a snake. I'm sorry not a person Alrighty. Uh, and now that you've heard a little bit about each other, Billy, what's the wacky thing about Annabella that you love or you think is unique about Annabella? I wrote down, um, she's an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Alcoholic. You ready Perfect. for this, Billy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. What do you got? What do you uh, got? I'm Dagny? also using a Legally Blonde pad. That's and funny. It says, thinks he's the main character. Thinks he's the main <laughs> character. <laughs> I love that we're both using these Legally Blonde notepads that we stole <laughs> from my boyfriend's high school production of Legally Blonde. I should put this on the Instagram, honestly. We'll, we'll block out the name of the school and put it on there because they're hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> righty. So uh, both of you, you, you're writhing around in this dark compartment. The loud sounds, super unfamiliar from the non it's unwelcoming it's so different from the homes that you uh, come from and you're just so confused why you're here but you know one thing wherever whatever is out there 
you're going to fuck it shit up. So you have three stats. Okay. You have hiss, <laughs> slither, and bite. And really when I say stats, really you have three abilities. Each of these you will roll for. Uh, I will determine a random number or a reason why you would succeed or fail. Don't worry too much about it. Just roll and tell me. And I'll tell you if it was a good job or a bad job. Uh, but your actions can be, roll, or can be slither, hiss, or bite. Okay. Um, and you can interpret those as you will. Hissing could be the uh, attempt to talk to someone and uh, convince them and uh, join your side. Slither could be dancing and how you want to uh, show people what you're doing. Uh, bite could be actually using like witty tongue to like really hurt someone's mm. feelings or whatever. It's just different ways that you can interact with the, the world around cool. you. So, alrighty. Uh, you're hearing some now some light mumbling outside of the the cat this little case you're in or whatever this enclosure and then suddenly in a rush of light it bursts open and you're flung out into this foreign landscape silver metal sunlight you see these small portals of light pouring in you see all these strange weird fleshy shapes all around you these weird seemingly uh, smooth apparatuses that they are just resting in and you just you're here now and you're you're just really pissed off what do you two do Dagny. Who's starting? Sorry. Okay, Annabella. So I, Annabella, thank you. Um, I think I might slither to a hiding spot to okay. scope out what's going on. To get okay. All right. Roll me a dice. We're going to just do this with a uh, 1d6, which is the regular looking dice from like a Monopoly game. Perfect. Uh, Billy, do you have something as well? I have my random.org slash dice. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, that is the best dice ever. Um, alrighty. Uh, Dagny, roll that for me, and I will let you know how you do. I got a three. Three. All right. Perfect. You are sort of not sure how to hide in this space, but you you slither underneath into a dark corner, and you sort of coil in on yourself and hide and survey your surroundings. You see from those weird fleshy creatures now in your position, there's all of these long stumpy things on the ground from where they're where they're resting they're all over around you and weird material sort of dangling from it all right in front of you they don't seem to notice you're there okay nice billy do you have something you'd like to do uh jeremiah hissington the third cannot stand that no one has looked at him yet so we're gonna hit <laughs> we're gonna all righty and uh, all right roll a what do you got? What are you saying, Andy? Oh, I don't know. Zoo, you know, making a oh, podcast with okay. an internet delay is exhausting. <laughs> Beautiful. Roll a dice. Roll a dice. All right. According to this website, I rolled a one. A one. Okay. Well, often in these kinds of games, one is a, not a good number. So yeah. you go to hiss. Uh, and your goal is to attract attention because you want people to like you. You want people to notice you and be happy you're there. Yeah. Well, they notice you. Yes. In fact, every, many people turn around to hear this hissing noise. Great. And they are not happy to see you. Oh, no. You hear screams and... De uh, Annabelle, you watch as all of these weird figures that you thought were just still and not uh, moving or anything jump up and start climbing over seats trying to get away uh, from Jeremiah. They're pouring over each other. They're animals. They're monsters. No care for each other as they push away. Uh, and you know what? You both really just hate whatever they are. You want to bite them yeah. so bad. Yep. They so, ran away from me. I'm stunning. How could they? <laughs> Annabelle, what do you do now? You're, you're hidden. No one knows where you are, and they've just fleed. Ooh, I think I got to get into the action. Um, All righty. Yeah, so I'm going to try, I guess, try and bite, like, I guess, viciously. See, oh, try and take okay. these people down. Maybe one of them stepped on my rattle, the, oh, bell, the, the bell rattle, and yes. I pissed. Yes, a light bell rings, uh, okay. as uh, and it's lost in this cacophony of noise, but not to you. That bell rings, and in your eyes, you feel this rage build up, uh, and you want to bite whatever just bit you. Give me a dice roll. Okay. Oh, no, I got a one. <laughs> a one. Oh, all righty. All righty. You reach out, you jump your mouth wide agape, and you go to bite, and you miss the ankle of the stewardess who stepped on you. Um, you see, it's a Delta flight. They're horribly rude. Uh, <laughs> I hope Delta doesn't sponsor you. I apologize. Um, 
uh, and you're mad about this, but you, as you now appear in the center aisle, having tried to bite this, you see a strange figure turn and it's this boy. And he has these, these round glasses with tape on the bridge of it and a long mop of dark hair and a scar on his forehead that looks like a lightning bolt. And he looks at you and he speaks and you understand this creature. And he says, what are you doing on a plane? I say, what are you doing on what, or no, what is a plane is more important. I wouldn't know what that is. <laughs> he looks around and is like, all of this. Billy, what are you doing? You see this weird fleshy creature conversing with Annabelle, not you. Yeah. So I'm going to hiss again. I'm going to hiss louder this time and I'm going to roll. Alrighty. Roll again. I got a three. All righty. This time you hiss and you sort of sidle up next to Annabelle uh, and you see the boy step back. And as you hiss, what do you say? I say, <laughs> I say, what up, bitch? Uh, My oh, name's Jeremiah. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, I'm, I'm Barry, uh, <laughs> Barry, Barry Mother. Uh, it, it's so strange. I've never talked to a snake before. And then I say, do you know what a turf is? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, is this your turf? <laughs> like, no, no, no. That means trans-exclusionary radical jet, uh, uh, feminist. Let's uh, write an essay together. No. Um, so I say, <laughs> I say, I'm Jeremiah Hissington Third, and I'm the top snake around here. Oh, well, wh- what are you trying to do? be on top baby number one on all the snake socials number one snakestagram me jeremiah hissington the third oh okay well here come here and he turns around and pulls out his phone and points as a selfie he's like here come on my shoulder both of you and we could we can take a a gram real quick oh my god right so i'm gonna i'm gonna slither up barry's shoulder do i need to roll no, no, you you can do that for free. You can tell me how how are you posing with uh with Barry uh, Mother? So we're gonna do like uh, an gonna... arched back. Oh. Go ahead, Danny. Go. Okay. <laughs> no, mine was gonna be much simpler. It was just gonna be uh, I'm gonna like wrap around his arm to where my head ends up right at his shoulder, like an accessory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna yeah, coil like a, on the shoulder, first... get up, arched back, my head level with his eyes, and then full tongue to the camera. I'm a snake. I'm a slithery, slithery <laughs> snake. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, he takes the takes the, uh, the shot real quick. Hashtag snake. Hashtag airplanes. Hashtag what a world. Uh, he uh, g- gets both of your handles, puts it on there. So now you guys are trending. It is crazy. Uh, and he looks at both of you. He's like, you're both pretty cool snakes. Um I've never really had friends before. I've usually just locked in a cupboard. So, what do you what do you want to do? Do you want to get off this plane, or do you want to do you want to hurt more people? How can I help you? I want to get off the plane. Uh, off the plane. Okay, I, be, I think we can do that. Yeah, I. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. The altitude doesn't feel nice. Um, but wherever we are, I feel discombobulated, and I would love to be off of this vessel. Alrighty. Well, uh, we have to get to the captain, obviously, so they'll land the plane and get us off. So we should head to the front of the plane. Uh, as you start to go riding on the shoulders of uh, Barry Motter, you've now seen as more and more snakes have been begun pouring out of luggage compartments. They are riding everywhere. People are screaming. You see snakes biting people in the face on the uh, butt. Uh, I think there's a scene in that movie where someone gets their like boobs bitten. It's a crazy movie if you haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> any case, all of this chaos is happening around you, and you just saunter into first class. And Annabelle, that's when you see her, this blonde vixen of a woman, and you recognize her immediately as MJ. What do you yes. do? Uh, I'm going to go over because I know she's also a snake. I'm like, oh, this girl knows how to... S- you know what? She's going to be good to talk to the captain because she knows how to spin words. Mm-hmm. And we Ooh. need somebody that can communicate with the captain. So I want to try and convince her to help us get him to land the plane. She's very two-faced. She can come off as very nice Perfect. and persuasive. Okay. So I want to use her... Sick condemnation of this real person who was on the Alrighty. Make me a hiss roll. You're going to use your hiss to convince this person. Okay. Oh my 
gosh. I got a four. A four. You walk up and she seems unbothered by all the snakes pouring out of it, uh, as if she's just at home among uh, the snakes <laughs> pouring out of the plane. She see her just perusing the uh, menu in the front for the first class cabin and she just turns and locks eyes with you and you just let out a little hiss with your tongue and she immediately understands. She's like, yeah, yeah, I will talk to the captain. And it's strange that you don't understand what she's saying. It comes up a wall, 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 but she's you have a connection tongue. through the eyes. She, <laughs> she's, <laughs> uh, and she gets up. Now you have two thralls with you. You have this Barry Potter who's just a lonely boy and apparently willing to make friends with anyone who talks to him. And this lady who akins herself to a snake. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful. Jeremiah, as you approach the cabin of the uh, captain's quarter, uh, you hear lots of cursing from within the door. Uh, it seems like someone is incredibly angry for no good reason whatsoever, and it sounds dangerous in there. What, what would you like to do? You know what? I've been sitting on this since we started, but I am a snake. And one thing snakes can do is they can bite people. So I would like mm. to bite the captain. Beautiful. Oh, Alrighty. You see MJ uh, under the trance that Annabelle had locked eyes with her on. And she raps on the door and says, excuse me, captain. Um, um, I have some friends here who would uh, like you to land the plane. <laughs> and you hear the door open and says, what motherfuckers want me to land this plane? There he uh, is. And you see he uh, Samuel L. Jackson in an uh, uh, airline captain uh, shirt with the little wings on the lapel and the hat uh, staring right at you. It, do you bite? I, I wanted to bite the captain, but that was before I knew he was national treasure <laughs> of stage and screen, mostly screen, Samuel L. Jackson. Although, can mm. you imagine Samuel L. Jackson on Broadway? Someone make this happen. I'm, I'm sure. Interesting. <laughs> so, but you know what? I'm committed. I'm still a snake. Uh, I am gonna try mm. and bite the captain because I want to. Okay. I want to fly this thing. I want national press. <laughs> All right. Oh, you want to be like the the uh, airline attendant who like landed the plane? Is that what you're yes. hoping to do at this point? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's that movie that um, right. what's his name? Uh, the the, the uh, they land the, the the upside down one when he does cocaine and his name is yeah 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 it's, it's Denzel Washington yeah, yeah. flight is like yeah or I want to flight. that uh, that fucking um, gay internationally renowned gay flight attendant who quit his job by popping the emergency slide. <laughs> I did not hear about it that. Was, no, that's no. It's either like Blue Airlines or what's the terrible one, Dagny, that has Spirit. It was like Spirit Airlines. Spirit? He was like, I quit, and he pulled and then slid down the slide. Wow! Wow! No, nice. Well, is that what you're going to try to do? No, I'm going to bite. I'm going to bite Samuel L. Jackson, which is probably a bad idea. All right. I'll say, make a roll. Let's see go. how this goes for go. you. Roll. I'm going to show the camera to prove it. That's a six. Oh, that's Hell a six. Yeah. Well, in this game system that I've absolutely just made up as we were playing it, a six is a critical role, which is a in a moment in most games where people will just jump for joy because it means something crazy is going to happen. And in fact, something crazy does happen. You jump out, your mouth agape, Samuel L. Jackson's face in horror as you reach out. He leans back and you latch onto his snake. Out of nowhere, he's brandishing now two guns, and he's what you shouldn't have as an airline captain on a plane. <laughs> and he begins shooting wildly and futilely, trying to get these motherfucking snakes off this motherfucking plane, and he just cannot seem to do it. As he's shooting, he shoots out the glass in the front windshield, and everyone gets sucked out. You, Barry Potter, or sorry, Barry Potter, legally distinct, uh, MJ, <laughs> and. Uh, Samuel Jackson, all of you go tumbling. You see snakes pouring out. You see the plane engines have exploded and is somehow crashing off to the side for some strange reason. Inexplicably, this bite has exploded in this moment and you fall in a free fall and you don't, you've never been this high before. You realize now you were flying this whole time. You've never experienced this as snakes, except for that one weird snake I think that can fly. No one really talks to him anyways. And as you fall, it's a beautiful moment and you realize you see the earth rushing towards you and... And now it's horrifying. What are you? What are you going to do? What do you try to do? I so just to be clear, while you were talking, I did Google terminal velocity of snakes. 
<laughs> and uh, according to Quora, which is the new Yahoo Answers, so who knows if this is accurate? Can I get pergnant from anal? Who knows? Um, but it does appear that most snakes would probably survive a fall from an airplane because of their lower terminal velocity from humans. This is because snakes can fall out of trees in the rainforest, hit the ground, and be fine. Fascinating. But I'm gonna. I'm a Delight. messy bitch who lives for drama. So I, <laughs> I'm gonna go for another bite as we're falling. Mm, okay, and who are you biting this time? I is it Samuel? Jackson? I think he needs another one just to make sure. Now I know a black mamba bite would probably kill a man, according to Kill Bill, which mm-hmm. is my entire knowledge. Oh, but not mamba. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I know about uh, black mamba is that. Um, they deliver a gargantuan amount of venom. Never get a chance to use that mm. word in a sentence. Gargantuan. Mm. Now I'm just quoting oh, even Bill Bill. Because um, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, what's her name? Uh, 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 Splash. What's her name? The other... Is this the one with the eye patch? Yes. Mm, I forgot her oh name. My God. She's got an eye Yes, eye phenomenal. <laughs> she talks about Black Mamba. So yeah, you know what? Well, let's roll again to bite Samuel L. Jackson as we're free-falling out of the sky. Delightful. Alrighty, uh, you make that roll, Annabelle. As you fall, uh, you begin to see MJ has cradled you and is looking at you and is like, "I don't want you to go. I don't want. Oh, I don't want you to die. I, I will shield you as we fall, so that yes. I will take the brunt of the force." Yes. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, Billy. You, I see you rolled a one as you go to bite. I rolled a one. Oh. Uh, uh, you go to bite, and Samuel L. Jackson grabs you by that part of the snake where somehow when you grab them, they can't seem to wriggle out of it, mm-hmm. and they won't be able to bite you. And he just looks at you, and he starts saying that Bible verse quote from Pulp Fiction, and you have no idea what he's saying uh, because it's a made-up Bible verse anyways, but something <laughs> about... <laughs> um, but he, but he's just saying at this you in anger, and as you plummet to the ground, you worry what's going to happen to all of you as you plummet. Annabelle, as you get closer to the ground, you feel warm and safe in MJ's arm. But then something strange happens as you begin to feel her turn, and suddenly <laughs> you're closer to the ground, and you realize now she's betraying you, the snake she is. What do you do? <laughs> Biter, obviously. <laughs> All righty, roll for bite. Rude, MJ. No wonder he's Bell, so jingling in the wind, rattling so loud in this treacherous moment. I got a five. A five. You see her, and she doesn't know how to hold a snake. You wriggle out of her grasp, and you actually wrap around her neck, choking her, and then bite down all over her face, ruining her visage as you all plummet Hell to the yeah. ground. Moments before landing on the ground, you hear a really strange incantation come from the boy, and suddenly your momentum is arrested, and you stop just before you hit the ground. I'm not going to say the spell again. Legally uh, binding, <laughs> I do not want to mess with... Uh... <laughs> You're a warlock, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I guess I am. Wow. And as you softly touch on the ground, Samuel L. Jackson... Uh, lies dying and with his last breath from all of the gargantuan amount of venom in his veins you motherfuckers and mj has just died because she just crashed to the ground and uh, nothing oh, yeah. stopped her momentum and uh, i mean she was gonna She's betray dead. you fuck her anyways uh and you land and this the strange boy is still there but you're you're free you're you're back on land you can Go wherever you want, and oh you've, you've succeeded. Do, do you want to do anything with a boy, or should he just fuck off because he's a tosser, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say, thanks, Barry. It was nice to meet you. Good luck at school. Oh, right. Yeah, you're not you're not going to be my friends. Oh, oh, yeah, you know, most most people do that. All right. Well, I'll oh, I'll, no, I'll see you around. It's 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 fine. I'm I'm. It's nice. I'm a warlock, though. So I'll, I guess I'll go. Yeah, we'll see you again. We'll see you again, Barry. And then you slither off into the sunset. And oh there you go. Gosh. You just played a tabletop role-playing game. Hell that's yeah. that's how they work. That was amazing. That was, that was hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Anthony. Um, 
I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. That is uh, what I like to try and spend most of my time in my life doing. So that is, uh, it was a lot of fun. Great so. work. Oh, that was perfect. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for being great players. Thank you for rolling with uh, random snakes. Uh, I've seen that movie once. So, uh, <laughs> I've seen that movie never. So, and I really feel like yeah, I should. Yeah. Have I. But they, I feel like I get it. Yeah, same plot line, really. That was basic, yeah. uh, like that. <laughs> well, I did, the only thing I know about Snakes on a Plane that I really do love from like a pop culture standpoint is that it was supposed to be a PG thirteen movie, but it was the first mm. time internet marketing really worked, and the internet marketing took off, and fans were making memes, and someone online <laughs> wrote the line. They're like, "This movie will be garbage unless Samuel L. Jackson says there's too many motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane." And, and, and the movie had reshoots to make it rated R. It was really like the first ever meme movie. And they added that line wow. to the movie in the reshoots. I've got too many That's motherfucking amazing. snakes on this That's motherfucking great. plane. Whatever the I line did is. not know that. Yeah. It's, it's an iconic line. It's great. It's, uh, I mean, yeah. also, did you know, and this is terrible. Did you know Samuel L. Jackson has never been in the lead in a movie until The Hateful Eight? He's always been supporting. I'm glad, like, make it wow. more. Yeah, what, a, uh, what an icon. Yeah. He should run more stuff but absolutely hateful eight was great too actually i really like yeah that movie. i i I, yeah. I did enjoy it it's not my it's my probably my least favorite tarantino because there's one scene that sure, I thought sure. was completely unnecessary and really put me off yeah. of it. but uh mm-hmm. um you know i really like uh what's her name uh rachel lee what's her name you know what i mean the female lead in that You're movie struggling mm-hmm. with names i mm-hmm. know it's a saturday also, and i've Darryl been drinking Hannah sangria like... daryl hannah's in kill bill and splash <laughs> She's that mermaid in Kill Bill. Daryl Hannah is probably my favorite character in Kill Bill as well. I love her. That she's mermaid in Kill Bill? Yeah, because she's a mermaid in Splash. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're once a mermaid, always a yeah, mermaid. Yeah, everyone oh, knows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Billy, should we play another game? We the should. Game we always play on this. Yes. I think so, Anthony. We like to end our show with a game we call What a Pitch. And that's a game where you... Uh, will pitch or have me and Dagny ha- pitch you an idea and then you'll pick a winner. And I do believe I paid attention. I believe I go first this time. Oh, okay. Oh. Let me mute my. Um... Are you muted? Are you muted? She's nodding, so she's not because she can still hear me. Okay, now she's not nodding, so she's muted. All right, Anthony. So you're going to give me an object mm-hmm. and a genre, and object I'll have 30 seconds to pitch a it to genre. you. Genre. Okay, well, uh, I'm a big fan of The Expanse, so that's your genre. Space sci-fi Expanse I'm is great. So happy. Um, convince Dagny to watch this show, by the way. When you get her, convince her to watch this show because it's a running joke on Poptimist that The Expanse is my mm. favorite show and she has not watched it. Oh, perfect. And an object. Object is going to be, I'm going to look around my... Well, I mean, objects right like, TV, like movie, TV show, video game, concept oh. album... Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, pitch me. You know what? You just played a TTRPG. Pitch me an Expanse TTRPG, which does exist. So I want to hear your opinion of a TTRPG. That's a cool. Expanse. This is going to be so hard for Dagme, but hilarious. Honestly. <laughs> so in the on board game, if that yeah, helps. yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm going to go with the Expanse because I know it. So 30 seconds on mm-hmm. the clock. Basically, you can pick a faction. You can either play as Earth, Mars, or the Belt, and it's just going to be because I've played the Game of Thrones Risk esque game. It'll just mm-hmm. be. It'll be role-playing but you're also controlling a whole faction and you're trying to control our solar system so if you start as a belter you can start out at Ceres station out around saturn jupiter i don't remember planets um and slowly expand your range maybe you can attack mars maybe you can attack earth maybe you can like sneak around and set up a little outpost on venus fuck that they don't know um and slowly you're going to take over the whole solar system and that's 30 seconds perfect cool all right that sounds like an expansive yeah yeah. Okay. Um, it was good. You're you got all, you you are in for it. Dagny, that I was... did not prompt him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm ready. I'll I'll take what uh, what's up. <laughs> are are we set? Is everything good? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, okay. Uh, all right, Dagny. Uh, the uh, theme is the Expanse sci-fi. Oh, it is what it is a show I really like. Uh, I have <laughs> since learned you have not watched it. You should absolutely watch it. Uh, you. Uh, I, I will. I am not being sponsored by Billy to say this, uh, so, <laughs> uh, or The Expanse. So, anywho, uh, it is The Expanse, and just because you just played a TTRPG, I would love you to pitch me an Expanse TTRPG or board game or what you believe that would look like. Okay, so from what I remember Billy telling me about The Expanse, <laughs> there's like kind of a class structure, I believe, um, 
but maybe it's like Monopoly and it's different parts of space that you're trying to acquire and you're basically just trying to get as much space <laughs> to yourself <laughs> and then charge people to live in these places. So they Capitalism have- ruins the galaxy again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, you know, you're play you're all part of this society in space and you're trying to buy up as much land as possible. By land I mean planets, and then charge people to live on them and uh That's you're playing with seconds. paper money. Paper money. Oh, paper money. I love wow. it. Galactic wow. coins. Hold on. So I need to Google real quick. Is there an expanse monopoly already? Because uh, I'll have you know, I once upon a time, we were trying to figure out what uh, we were making a trivia and trying to figure out what monopoly doesn't exist. And it is ridiculous the amount of monopolies that exist. Um, in any case, uh, expanse monopoly does not exist. But I think you did describe what the expanse monopoly would be like because it was the description of monopoly. Um, and you just added, added the genre of the expanse right on top. So... Uh, I hate that game. I despise Monopoly. But uh, I also really want to spite Billy and not let him win. So absolutely, uh, the Expanse Monopoly is going to win. I should have known. uh, Now I will watch the Expanse because I have There you go. See, you're welcome, Billy. Uh, uh, I just needed one person to tell me to watch it. And by one, I I just, other than you, you're the only person. How could you? Um, now I have mm-hmm. another recommendation, so I will watch it. It's all on Amazon Prime, and if you're listening, please, The Expanse is so good, and they are ending it with season six, which is the upcoming season, so you could start right now, and by the time you finish season five, maybe it'll be when season six is premiering, you can watch it live like and feel all special to watch the final season live, and then hope somewhere ten years from now they make season seven, eight, and nine. Nice. Wow, I cannot believe I won tonight. That's with Taylor episode. Taylor, I had never seen B movie and just made some shit up. And <laughs> I made up Wasps, the musical. Uh, and oh, hilarious! Hilarious. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Anthony, uh, uh, given Dagny another point, I should go do a calculate. I'm afraid to go do the math because I'm worried Dagny's in, in the lead now. But we'll see. Um, uh, before we go, Anthony, is there anything you would like to plug to our listeners? Uh, sure. So I've talked a little bit about tabletop role-playing games and board games and whatnot. Uh, I actually have a YouTube channel and, uh, we actually talk about board games and cocktails, but we also have a zine that we put out that talks about, uh, tabletop games and what's going on in gaming and cocktails. We are called and mirth. You can find us on Twitter at and underscore mirth, uh, M I R T H. Uh, yeah, check us out. If you want to watch, uh, actually betrayal on the house on the hill is our first episode. We, we explain mm-hmm. how to play that game and talk about a few cocktails. So, uh, really that's fun. what we do. Yeah. I'll, I'll, Thank you for yeah. this opportunity. Yeah, thanks for coming on. And Dagny, I'll send it to you. Cause it's, um, it's fantastic. Okay. What, what is the, so the basic gist is you're slowly drinking your way through a famous cocktail book, but I forgot which cocktail book it is. It's called the Savoy Cocktail Book. Savoy. Um, I knew it, it was seven hundred and seven hundred and fifty prohibition era. Seven hundred and fifty uh, prohibition era cocktails. Uh, oh. We are working through them three at a time, uh, and we talk a little bit about cocktails. We talk a little about what we learn. We don't know jack shit about cocktails, so we are learning as we do this <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, how to do stuff about them. We talk about taste. We talk about all that. Uh, we mostly wanted an excuse to drink and play games uh, yes. together, totally. so this was a great reason to do so. Um, and yeah, that's mostly what the format is. So That's fun. It's a great show. I highly recommend it. And my favorite thing to watch is when one of you does not like the cocktail. That's my favorite. <laughs> when it's like you describe the ingredients and you're like, ooh, and then you take a sip and your face betrays. Like you can't even keep it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, 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 to all of my, my Billy fans out there, there is a gay on Mythos and Mirth. So it's, you know, it's mm. good. It's stupid. I'm so There's stupid. <laughs> it's not Anthony, but he, he recruited. After, after I stepped out of his life, he was like, I need to replace Billy with a better yeah. gay. And he did. I wanted to stay viable. So, you know, I had yeah. to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, Billy, before I wrap up the show, do you want to promote your I show? do. I'm so excited. If you are in Los Angeles, you probably already know this, but I used to have a stand-up comedy show called Billy's Big Night Out, which is a stand-up show I host um, with all queer comedians, all LGBTQ stand-up nerds. And we haven't been able to do it because of the pandemic. And I can announce today that we are coming back Thursday, June 10th, 
to the Comedy Chateau in North Hollywood. That is the Thursday before Los Angeles Pride Weekend, so I'm very excited. It's topical. Um, I'm going to be selling tickets and promoting this like crazy because I don't know the people who run this comedy venue, so I have to make a good first impression. So please buy tickets, please, guys, please, so much. I need just please buy tickets. But yeah, uh, Billy's Big Night Out will be returning June 10th to the Comedy Chateau at 7:30 p.m. in North Hollywood. Hell yeah! And literally All every right. single episode of Poptimus that comes out before then, I will be talking about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and Anthony, thank you, you so much. Tickets. Yeah, everyone buy tickets. Yeah. Of course. Thanks for coming thank on, you, Anthony. Anthony. This was great. This was so so fun. Um, you. No, thank you. I, I love having done. to go play. So. No, this was perfect. I mm-hmm. I'm so glad we've talked about so many movies and TV shows. Playing a game, really, it was a nice a this nice spin. Phenomenal. And I'm very glad we did. <laughs> Anytime um, y'all want. <laughs> oh, I plan on it. I think we should have game nights. I think it'd be very, very fun. Uh, so anyway, this has been Poptimist. Um, if you would like to email us, our email is poptimistpod at gmail.com. Send us your hot takes and we will read them on the air. Um, other than that, like I mentioned, we will be having live shows soon. So we'll keep up on our Instagram to have updates on that. And I think that's it. So thanks for listening to Poptimist. Everybody say goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.